0: It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me fine. And all I wanna say is just give me some hot pizza.
1: And everybody, this is uh, Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. This is the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts from around the country each and every week. We bring it all to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Joining me today, as always, is Chrissy Paradis. Hi, Chrissy. You're a producer. You're writer. You're all-around just great person.
2: Oh, Steve. You know what? You're, you're all of the above oh, as shits. well. And just one of my favorite people. In fact, you shared a Facebook Memory recently that just had me smiling from ear to ear. Well, that
1: was from 10 years ago.
2: Yes. It said, uh, just me and Steve Siddall in the newsroom against the world. (laughs) And here we are. Here we are. A decade later. A
1: decade later, exactly. Doing doing different stuff, but fun.
2: Going strong.
1: Going strong, yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, I'll say Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year to you.
1: So then the question is, how long do you say Happy New Year?
3: Happy New Year.
1: It's a little late,
0: frankly, for the happy new year. You know
3: why? Just happened a couple weeks ago, right?
0: Yeah, that's too long. Uh, statute of limitations,
1: is kind of run out on the new year. Three days, plenty.
3: Three days.
1: Three days. <laughs> well, th- you know, that's it. We're done.
2: I, I think that there might be, a little bit of wiggle room. Maybe you get a day or two. But, I would but think that's, a couple weeks. That's a pretty important figure stating that, so I really don't want to go against him.
1: Well, I uh, I talked with uh, Parker Holland. I do a show with Parker, and yeah. uh, I asked him, and he said, it's good the whole month of January.
2: Wow. In his mind. That's bold to take a stance against Larry David like well,
1: that. Well, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on this week, Chrissy, and and uh, not besides the new year, we've been having um, a lot of stuff going on, and uh, well, let's just jump in. That
2: was the week that- the week that was it started way up so we've got
1: so there is some stuff going on this week chrissy obviously there is each and every weekend with the new year there's a well you know we turn the page
2: yes it's a hopeful new year after a challenging 2022 2023 right especially in the financial world
1: well yeah i mean that's what everybody was paying attention to obviously and um let's see for this week the first week of the year they say they say what the market does in january sets a trend for the whole year
2: oh interesting so
1: whether or not that's true i don't know i mean i was talking to parker about this and and he said well that's sometimes true a lot of the pundits say that but and he cited you know like 2022 was not a great january it ended well but it but it didn't start well
2: it sounds good, though, so I can see how it oh, became yeah. a figure of speech.
1: Sure, and then well, the S and P uh, started the week uh, down, um, but it seems to be recovering here at the end of the week. And as uh, let's see, so this is a, this law, this drops on January fifth. Um, which is my daughter Lauren's birthday, so
2: happy birthday to you! Exactly, I won't like make anybody else suffer through my singing, but happy birthday, Lauren!
1: Happy birthday, Lauren! Yeah,
2: and uh, so, and again,
1: they're talking about the turnaround. Yeah, January's performance sets the tone for the year.
2: Interesting. Sure. I, I guess that, given some of the ups, the upswing, that we should be excited.
1: Maybe? Well, I'll tell you what, I've done a number of shows this week, and, and I asked that question to everybody. Oh. Um, so are you optimistic about the year ahead? And each and every one said yes.
2: Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So Eric Carney, Joe Murphy. Yeah. I mean, these really.
1: Uh, Austin Porcelli. Um,
2: uh, Richard Pelletier. Yeah. And uh, Parker Holland. Parker Holland. These yeah. v- in really intelligent Right guy. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's great.
1: Yeah, I know. I like that. I feels good about that. I mean, I feel good about wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Well. So let's go on the downside. You were, you were telling me about some interest rates that just scared the heck out of me. Yeah.
2: The bank rate decided to do a survey about credit card rates. And the latest data, as of December 6th, the average credit card rate was 20.72%. Wow. And- 35% of the cards reviewed in the survey have APRs of 29%, and 11% of the cards in the survey have an APR of 30% or higher. Whoa. And it reached a record high in 2023 altogether at 28.93%. Oh. And that's, that's a gut punch. Oh, well, yeah.
1: I mean, that is being on the wrong side of compound interest.
2: That's a great way to explain it because it's hard to get ahead it's it's almost impossible
1: almost impossible yeah well and again so those interest rates is that across all credit cards i mean you know the the visa master discover all of those or does it include store cards because i know the store cards are the, really really high the interest
2: store cards are a little bit of a different story because those just skyrocket oh, just sure and they want you to use it they do and, and they
1: don't want you to pay it off
2: no in fact like they won't remind you I think right. I think it might be by design
1: yeah <laughs> by design <laughs> could be and uh, so I saw a story about uh, bowling which which just makes me want to just play this hey let's go bowling everyone's learning how choose your shoes lose your blues
3: nothing can stop us now say let's go bowling
1: see the 10 shiny pins yes oh, I love credit it. to drew jansen who write that well that was from the tv show called let's bowl that i was a part of but the story that i'm talking about here again when i talk about bowling i can't help but think of that oh yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, his name's Frank Zhao, a Chinese factory worker turned entrepreneur, which seems unusual in China. But he built a building and em- a bowling empire, um, included high end bowling alleys, a bowling factory that produced uh, one hundred and twenty thousand balls annually. Uh, but since 2016, he says his business has shrunk by half. Really? Chinese leaders now prioritize national security over economic growth. Uh, clampdowns leading business people have left some resistors in prison
2: whoa China yeah. doesn't play
1: Zhao says he's rooting for China but he worries about its future
2: yeah I worry about his future <laughs> yeah, because exactly. what a fall from grace oh, that, yeah. that just kind of came out of left field from yeah. the sounds of it
1: yeah sure well I mean again since 2016 they've you know China has refocused I guess I don't know wow yeah
2: well that that's in, that's very interesting and very well I hope good things for him only
1: okay sure well I, so did you get all you wanted for Christmas?
2: You know, I did.
1: But you know what I bet you didn't get?
2: What did I not get? A
1: $500 dog bed for humans.
2: Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm looking at this image right now, and I've got a. I've got several comments. <laughs> Go ahead. First of all, this is very typical, I think, for where we are today in society. Because it's this circular, looks like a donut almost, where it is a dog bed for a human. It's an oval, yeah. And it's... Kind of this it's cushioning you, it's like a those little barriers they put up on sides of the bed when you're a toddler right It's just it it seems like we're going backwards in society. But that could just be me. How much does this thing cost? It
1: costs 500 bucks. and uh, Yeah, it's, uh, and it looks, it looks like a dog bed. It's, and it's got the rounded sides and and tall up. I mean, I've got a dog. My dog sleeps on a dog bed. And what she does is put her head right where, where this woman is. I got this story out of Wall Street Journal a few days ago and, and, um, yeah, she looks awful comfortable, but I don't think I could sleep there.
2: Imagine just if your lovely wife, Janine said, Hey, uh. Been nice hanging out with you this evening. Good dinner, good conversation. I'm gonna go head over to my dog bed and, and sleep. Good night. And just left. Yeah. The bed. I mean, like, is that what the the intention is? Is this for naps? Is this for the living room? I don't
1: know. The company that makes it, it's called Pluff. P L U F or Pluffy. P L U F I. Pluffy. And <laughs> uh, so yeah, 500 bucks. And uh, so Google did their annual holiday roundup of gifts. top trending gifts. And uh, dog, human, dog beds alongside Stanley water bottles and smart TV that, that led the charge.
2: Wow the Stanley the Stanley water. What is that all about? So I have a I call it a Bobo brand version of the Stanley, the Stanley. cup yep. because I'm not gonna pay sixty dollars for a <laughs> cup ever. It's just not happening. But the allure is, I think that it's TikTok trendy and and it's also like the Yeti did have a big rise, but also the social media purchase is a big phenomenon right now. And I found a survey actually that said that 80% of Gen Z learns about personal finance from TikTok and YouTube, but TikTok is where they go for money education. This is from the study. Holy cow, and, really? Yeah. Nearly half of the social media users say they've made an impulse buy based on something they saw on social media and breaking it down by generation, 60% of Gen Zers made an impulse purchase and this is Totaling, the average total, $857, so I don't know what they're spending their money on. And 58% learned to regret it. Gen Xers, 42% purchased something from social media. 56% regretted it. And of baby boomers, 34% made a purchase on social media. And 62% regretted it.
1: But uh, what that tells me, as a guy from uh, the TV shopping business, uh, that world, that, that tells me a lot. That tells for me ad, that advertising. Yeah, well for advertising but again that you know you just tell the right story they're going to buy it no matter what
2: it's so true yeah and i've fallen i have done this i've been there i made this and, and i don't keep the regret i don't wit, you know it's not a yeah, chip no. on my shoulder but i probably could have structured that a little bit better not been so trigger happy i sure. guess but um and Steve, there's something that you don't know about me that I need to admit. Uh, every Friday is felon Friday for me.
1: Felon Friday.
2: Felon Friday. What does that mean? So, I am a fan of a show called Love After Lockup. Wow. And one of the individuals is, is incarcerated and released. The other is living on the outside and Waiting. and I have learned so many financial lessons from this show. How are you How so? I have, I've got two quick examples to show you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The first would be Chance, uh, an individual who learned the hard way about needing an emergency fund. Dude's name is Babo. I counted a lot of money with him in the joint. This dude ain't nothing with. He's the real deal. My life is in such turmoil right now.
1: Babo is capable of anything quickly. How much do you owe him? a thousand dollars.
0: Are you serious?
2: <laughs>
1: Somehow that guy sounds like. I bet he looks exactly like he sounds.
2: Oh, he does. And uh, he has four children, and and doesn't have a job. This is long after he was released, mind you. And he cannot find a thousand dollars. He can't find a hundred dollars. And I'm thinking, if ever there was an emergency, it might be yes, someone. You know, fleece saying, hey, time to pay up. Lesson learned. And another great example is uh, Letitia, a tax professional, went to go see an attorney about her felon husband joining her team. I'm in the
4: process of expanding my business, and I want to bring my husband in um, as an advisor. My husband is incarcerated. Uh, What type of paperwork would I need to have?
0: Um, Tell me what he's in. For
4: conspiracy, like drugs, things like that.
0: Okay, and what is your business?
4: I'm a licensed tax professional. I mean, he wouldn't have had any type of financial crimes or anything. It's drugs.
0: Sure, but conspiracy is drugs. Conspiracy has to do with finances. Their conspiracy charge related to monies.
5: I I just think it's unfair.
0: What's fair is irrelevant. Have you ever looked up the word conspiracy? I will. You and I deal with a thing called fiduciary duties. And as a fiduciary, you have a very strict burden of what it is you can and cannot do.
2: And with tax season always rapidly approaching, it feels like. Right. It seems important to be working with not only a financial professional who understands the term fiduciary, but also make sure that the tax part yeah. isn't trying, you know, to pull any, anything shifty. But I thought I would get that off my chest oh. in the new year and just...
1: Well, that's good. But again, two good financial lessons there. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. I'm going to have to look this up now.
2: It's a great, it's a great watch.
1: All right. I got into uh, a 90-day fiance for a while, uh, quite a while, several nice. se- several many seasons we did, and and uh, but so this is along the same lines. I I, I know I have guilty pleasures.
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. I hope yeah nobody lost any any respect yeah. for
1: me. Well, there. Well, I'll tell you what. We need to get a couple of clips before we move on here. So, uh, Coach Pete DeRute is up first. Of course, he is America's wealth coach, best-selling author. Here is uh, Coach Pete along with uh, Thomas Lipscomb, our producer, discussing how savings for retire or saving for retirement needs to just be automatic.
6: Well, I, th- I know a lot of people When I've talked to over the years, they look at saving for retirement as a bill, a bill they don't want to pay, like a credit card bill you get. <laughs> and really, it's it's the one bill you should always pay. You're paying yeah. yourself first when you put money away for retirement planning. Yeah. And it's and again, it's retirement's a long way away to a lot of people that are listening, or a very short distance for others, or maybe you're in there already. So if you're already in retirement, you know the beauty, and if, if you put money aside before you got there, you know the beauty of putting money aside for retirement. Yeah, Because it's, it's extra streams of income come in addition to Social Security. Social Security still exists. People are still getting checks. And the Social Security checks are not enough, though, for most people to be able to Pay for all their needs in retirement, and also pay for their wants.
5: It's true. Let me let me ask you this: Did you have any major hobbies growing up? Like for me, it was music. Did you have anything that yeah. you just kind of leaned into? I used to
6: have gardens back gardens. in the day. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would grow a lot of vegetables for the family. Nice, and it was a lot that's of so fun. cool. So, and we we had the, the the story of this. So we were, I was in Laurinburg, North Carolina, uh-huh. and not far from Sanford, North Carolina, the capital of the brick capital of the world. Yes. So what do they make bricks out of? <laughs> clay. Uh, clay. Yes. Well, that's what I used <laughs> to grow my garden in of clay. So it was it wasn't the it wasn't the best soil. The, the soil wasn't the best, but we did have some topsoil because we were, lived in Laurenburg and we, we were in the woods basically okay. before the house was there, so yeah. some of the topsoil was still there, but if you dug down maybe a couple of inches, you hit clay. Wow. And it's not a good place for a uh, for anything to grow.
5: No, as I lived in Georgia and it was the same thing, red clay was yep. everywhere. No, the reason I bring that up is I was into music as a teenager and something that was big for me, one of my first jobs was working at a grocery store. Right. And it took me, I believe, three or four months of working to be able to save up for this drum set that I wanted. <laughs> you had a goal uh, though, didn't I, you? I had a goal. You had uh, a dream. But and there was some relatively immediate satisfaction. It wasn't like getting a candy bar at the store immediately, you know, I had to wait a little while, but it was right. pretty close. Yes. Retirement's a long game. Do you think people right. just get tired of the waiting, or why do you think people are avoiding savings? Tom he
6: said, the waiting is the hardest part. It is. And like I say, there's no rush to get there because once you get there, you wish you weren't there. Sure, yeah, I get that, I <laughs> life, get that. Life goes fast, Thomas. <laughs> it does. So, uh, you know, are we are we more worried about the journey or the destination? Mm. So yeah. enjoy yourself. And I see a lot of people that, that say that, and they say, yeah, I'm going to enjoy myself and not worry about retirement. But then when you get close to retirement, you wish you would have. That's it, a saying I hate to hear when people say, I wish I would have dot, 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 right? Is finding that balance. Balance, proper balance is always the key. And, and also when you're investing, or especially for retirement when you're building a retirement plan proper balance between risk and safety making sure you have some money that gives you predictable and guaranteed income for the rest of your life and then some money that also can enjoy the horsepower of the market so you need to combine those two wants and needs and two different places to put your money and as you get older less and less should be in the risk bucket mm-hmm. obviously yep why because if you get towards retirement like let's say you're a couple of years away from retirement you still have all your money in the risk bucket what if it tips over Mm, yeah, bad yeah, news. Ever tipped over a cup of coffee? <laughs> some oh, yeah, yeah and, and not only does it uh, do you not have as much coffee, it makes a mess. It does. And so if if our money tips over, well, then our whole strategy is out of whack. Yeah, so we need yeah. to make sure that we have a proper balance. We need to understand the real, the real, well, the three worlds of money: the safe world, the risk world, and the in between world, the hybrid world that gives you the power. The horsepower potential of the risk world without the downside of the risk world. So you can't lose money. You lock your money in. The trench warfare where you advance and protect, we call it. And you, might, you may have heard it called GPI, Growth Protection Lifetime Income. Yeah. Who cares what you're saving if you're not going to have any income in the future? Like, let's say, if you, it's in the wrong place and you lose it or, or there's no income promises there, we have a lump sum, Thomas. It's a lot harder. To pay yourself in retirement because you're always worried about taking money out because you're afraid you might run out of money. Sort of like when people, the the battery, like the Tesla kind of cars, the, the Prius cars... There's a psychological dilemma that in people's heads, you know, you nod your head over there and you I know I do.
5: Is it, is it battery fatigue, I think is what it's called, or mm-hmm. mileage fatigue, something like that? It's
6: something where you're always worried about running out of the, the battery going yeah, bad on you. Yeah, yeah. And I have that same, part, like with your cell phone, you're always worried about, yeah. so there's <laughs> sure. a way on my iPhone I can check and see the battery, the, the power of it for, for a lifetime. And then it mm-hmm. if it goes under 80%, you need to go get a new battery. I that's did right. that a couple weeks ago. Now I'm back to 100%. Yep. So my battery was draining very fast. And so we that's what happens if you have too much money in your risk bucket and the market goes down and you're getting ready to retire, if it drains too fast, you're never going to refill it.
5: Yeah, it's it's true. And I think the way uh, iPhone battery drains, it can affect the processor or the speed of your downloads. And and I would imagine retirement is the same thing, that if those accounts drain to a certain point, it's no longer just, this isn't fun. It's more, this is affecting my
6: everyday. Yeah, but here's the zinger. Okay, you got a bad battery in the phone, you go into the Apple store, if it's an Apple, iPhone or whatever, and they'll put a new battery in for a couple hundred dollars. If you drain your retirement account before you get to retirement, there's no Apple store to go (laughs) refill your retirement. So the secret is... Once you have it, don't lose it. Yeah, that's good. And yeah. once you're to the finish line, why 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 do you keep running? Yeah, why... You've already won the race. Why stay in it? Yeah, there you go. There you go. So all <laughs> those kind of things.
1: Well, again, uh, it makes sense, you know. But
2: <clears throat> yes, absolutely. And the, I loved the Lorenberg mention in there because I always have to drive through Lorenberg, right. which is Coach's right, hometown, yeah. to get to Myrtle Beach, right. my favorite place on earth. And, I mean, the way that he explains that the cup of coffee reference i mean it's relatable i it's totally visible. yeah i totally get it
1: yep me too and of course you can hear coach pete and really all of his guests on financial safari it's on radio stations all over the country also here in raleigh in north carolina 106.1 fm talk is the uh, the flagship and of course go to financialsafari.com to get the podcast or to learn more about coach pete or just go anywhere you get a podcast you can find financial safari with coach pete well, we're in a groove now, K- Chrissy. Let's go ahead and uh, jump into something else. Uh, we're going to go to West Salem, Massachusetts, where Ooh. we find the Help to Retire group. Help to retire com is that website, and. Uh, Richard Pelletier, who I've been working with for six years, uh, has a, a young man that he is bringing up and is mentoring him. His name is Austin Porcelli. And Austin has some thoughts on annuities.
4: For most listeners and for most clients when I'm chatting with them, when you say the word annuity, there's always, there seems to be a negative stigma about annuities, whether it be um, the fees or the hidden expenses or, um, you know, maybe a lack of liquidity, what have you. Um, so when we're talking about the annuities today, l- let's forget about what the word annuity is and let's talk about what the actual product is and what it does. Because oh. I think there's there's been a lot of innovations with annuities and the annuity you used to know or your parents knew about, they told you never to get there's innovations. It may be something that you've never even seen before and they've never seen before. And I think a great example is um, used to be just, you know, for instance, a single premium deferred fixed annuity, right? You put money in, it grows at a fixed rate. And that seems to be the old traditional version of an annuity. Um, Until recent years, I'd say about 20, 30 years ago, they started coming out with fixed index annuities, um, which give clients the opportunity to track some major indexes, let's say like the S&P 500, without any risk of Market loss because of the market, so that has that has some benefits to the client. But specifically to your point, Steve, um, I think this is something that's very important to understand about annuities. As just a general rule of thumb, you have life insurance for when, for, or when, or if the client dies too early, right? So, let's say you graduate or you're going into your early life, you have a wife, you have a you know kids, your kids are going to school, you have a new mortgage, and you're worried about okay, what happens if I die in a car accident going to work? Well, that's where you might need life insurance. What's going to be the what if if you die too soon? But where annuities come in is what happens if you live too long? And annuities now, um, with the different types of options they have, different types of riders they have, they can give you income streams that are guaranteed for the rest of your life. Now, when people hear that, they might start thinking again back to their parents saying, okay, well, how does that work? They might start thinking annuitization. People always hear the word annuitization, and when I hear the word, I cringe because... It's, it's foregoing the money you have in return for an income stream over the rest of your life. But what happens if you die after that first paycheck? So that's where a lot of those questions come in. Because people say, well, what if I have this annuity? What if it gives me this income stream? But what happens if I don't, what happens if I never see all the money come out? What if I never reach break even? What happens to the contract? Well, it either goes to your spouse or to your kids as, as a death benefit. Sure. So, and, that, and I didn't mean to go off on a quick tangent there. No, but, but that's, I mean, it's really
1: good. That's good insight.
4: Yeah, and I really think, you know, the big the big difference between, you know, looking at annuities and talking about annuities in comparison, to, in comparison to other assets is you need to look at what is the product going to do and what's the product going to achieve for you in retirement, right? So is it that income stream that's the primary focus? If your primary focus is liquidity, then annuity's not for you. Um, but that yet again is the difference between working with someone who, say, is a broker or a fiduciary. As a fiduciary, me and Richard are doing what's in the best interest of the client And also doing something that's appropriate to the grand scheme of your overarching goals. He is
2: a star. I can see why uh, Richard saw such promise in him because what a great explanation and example that accompanied it about the life insurance, about the the everyday concerns that parents have, especially answering and answers a lot of questions. Annuities are. A topic that were pretty popular this week.
1: This week, exactly.
2: In fact, on Retirement Results Radio with Dan Groben and Philip Menard in Memphis, they dove right into the topic as well. Oh. I mean,
3: it's, I, we like to keep it simple around here. And you just understand that when you buy an annuity, all you're doing is transferring the risk of your future income in retirement onto an insurance company like they do in pensions every day of our lives. Most pensions are run by insurance companies. So companies that set up pensions like, you know, some of the logistics companies around here in Memphis, they basically set aside money for you and then when you retire, that money is basically annuitized to you over your lifetime. Right? And just one other thing to consider
0: as you were listening to this and thinking, you know, annuities, annuities, I don't know, you, you know, think about what's happening with interest rates over the last couple of years and that they, they've gone up dramatically. In fact, mostly all of last year and not all of this year, but a good part of this year. And what has that done? Well, that's increased the payout of annuities dramatically. Why is that? Why is that? Just because as the payout, the interest rates have gone up, the payout factors have gone up. In fact, if you, according to Go, there is an increase, it can be as much as 43% in the amount of income you can get. Okay, so think about that. Well, if we're in a position... Where just so happen things line up where annuities are offering about the best payouts in rates in years and years and
3: years, right? Maybe that's something I should look at. And, and why is that? I'm going to make so, it really simple for you 87.5% of all of the money that is put into a fixed indexed annuity has to be invested in interest-bearing securities, okay? So that means interest rates are higher now, and so that insurance company is passing that off to the clients that purchase those interest, those, uh, those annuity contracts. We're seeing higher rates than we've seen in decades. And so when Dan says, you know, low 40s, additional income, think about that. That's almost 50% more.
2: Wow! Yeah, a lot in that one short clip from Dan and Philip, and you can hear Retirement Results Radio on WREC in Memphis Saturdays at 8 a.m., 1 p.m., and 4 p.m. So
1: there you go. Take your pick. Take your pick. The um, one other note. So the uh, the number of subscribers that people you know everybody's got fourteen thousand streaming services but they're dropping the numbers are dropping down twenty four percent in the last year in fact um, Apple TV Discovery Disney Hulu Max Netflix Paramount Peacock and Stars
2: Woo, um, list have right uh,
1: have canceled so Americans at least 24% of us have canceled at least one of them or at least I'm sorry at least 3 of them over the past 2 years.
2: Are you one of those people? The only thing
1: I stopped I stopped uh, the Disney Plus cuz I just don't care. Okay. Um nothing I'm in really interested in. Sure. Um and then there was another one too. Oh, I think it was I don't remember what it was, but I stopped that one too. But no, but I got all the rest.
2: Yeah, I I was going through it in my in my head and I I've got the sports Sure. Things that I like to watch. Those packages aren't free. And so I, there are two on that list that I don't have, but I really enjoy your recommendations. You know me so well. Your last. Three recommendations have been like big hits for me. Okay. Oh, they're on those streaming services. So, how could I cancel it?
1: How could you? Not I just, now.
2: I, I can't. I wish I had the strength of these Americans, <laughs> but I don't.
1: Well, again, I think it comes down to money, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'll get there. Sure. <laughs> the priorities. Yeah. Speaking of streaming services, you can listen to Financial Pizza on your choice of podcasting.
1: Wherever you get your podcast, you can find Financial Pizza or FinancialPizza.com. Yeah,
2: and also, I got us a TikTok, so we're going to have to start adding to that. All right,
1: let's do it. I'm ready.
2: Financial Pizza on TikTok.
1: (laughs) Okay, gosh. Does that mean we're going to have visuals, too?
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, behind the scenes. We're going to have to do some, like, Harlem Shake and all these new cool... Well, that's that's a little bit of an older reference. (laughs) Some of the... uh, the dances you see on there, just you
1: wait. All right. Well, I look forward to that and uh, certainly look forward to next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really do appreciate it. And if you'd like to reach out, you can find us on, uh, well, at financialpizza.com. You can reach Chrissy. Chrissy at uh, financialpizza.com. Steve at financialpizza.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, although I don't do much, but I'm there.
2: <laughs> Ditto.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, again, so thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. Thanks, Chrissy. Always.
2: Happy
1: New Year.
3: Pizza. Coach P.